Hey guys, it's good to see y'all. Okay, glad we're glad we're here. Um, what a morning, right? Amen. That's wonderful. Praise God for uh, for AJ and Echo. Glad to uh, glad we got to meet them. Um, and also uh, the other gentleman, Sam, who happens to know Buck from from Buck's work. So that's pretty cool. So that is great. Um, obviously, we're a little. A little short for time today. I've got 11:07 on uh, on a Tim Cook time up here. It's code for ample time. Um, we're working through our book, The Five Love Languages. Uh, they've got available for Kindle uh, on Amazon. If you um, if you need need to get one for like seven or eight bucks. If you uh, if you really are interested in that and don't think you can swing that, holler at me. See what we can do. Uh, so we're kind of working through these different ways that we show love, either for a spouse, parent, child, friend, loved one. There's all kind of different ways that we can sort of work through this. So let me ask this question. When you think of serving someone, when you think of serving someone, what kind of things come to mind? You're serving. What's that? Serving the, Lord. serving the Lord. Very good. Yeah. Meeting their needs, okay. Yeah, meeting their needs. Anybody else? When you think of serving someone, what kind of things? Taking care of someone, anticipating. Yeah, very good. That way you're, uh, you, it's almost like you're planning, right, to be able to meet somebody's needs. Yeah? Okay. Anything you want to share? Yeah. All right, we'll keep it to the class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be a part of one someday. <laughs> Any office fans in here? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, it, uh, nobody said waiter at a restaurant, but um, yeah, we're living in a just barely post-COVID world, so I guess it kind of kind of out the window. Um, completing a task or a chore for someone, right? Something along these lines. I've got to something you know that they will like or appreciate. And so really what we're talking about here is a very specific way of tr- how we treat others. So I'm thinking of a famous state for, statement from Jesus. Okay, see if you can help me out here. I'm thinking of a famous statement from Jesus about how we treat others. Does anybody, is anybody brave enough to summarize that for us? Treat others as we would like to be treated. Uh, that's right. Jesus, love others. Love more than you love okay, uh, yes, that is, uh, that's essentially kind of an expansion on what to, what. Uh, David had David said here, this idea that do to others right, do to others what you would want them to do to you. If you if you if you did that, and all the people around you did that, just take a minute, maybe after class sometime, and stop and think, how radically would everything around you change if you treated somebody the way that you would want them to treat you? So if they messed up your order, yeah. How would you want them to respond if you messed up their order? If they did something you know, really kind and thoughtful for you? Okay. Maybe, maybe do that sometime. At some point, uh, Jesus says, uh, he says, near the end of the Sermon on the Mount, which is this great section of teaching in the Gospel of Matthew, chapters 5, 6, and 7, he says here, basically, you know, you treat others the way you would want them to treat you. And then he says this, for this is the law and the prophets. Kind of puts that little tag there at the end of it. What does he mean when he says, treat others the way you would want them to treat to you, for this is the law and the prophets? What's he talking about there? 
What does that mean? That's exactly right. Jesus takes a look at the whole Old Testament. And if you know anything, if you're a novice or a beginner with the Bible, or if you, you know, can quote Old Testament book, chapter, and verse, if you know anything about the Old Testament, there's a lot of people mistreating others in the Old Testament. Even people that we would normally consider heroes, right? Like King David. There's a lot of people who very seriously mistreat others in there. And basically what Jesus is saying is the entire ethical teaching of all the law, not just the Ten Commandments like I referred to this morning, but uh, depending on how you count, um, a, a lot of Jewish persons will say that there's somewhere around 600 and I think it's 13 laws in the Old Testament. Right, so you take all of these 600 plus laws and then you take every single one of the books of the prophets and see the problems that they're pointing to, the problems that these prophetic voices are speaking out against their rulers or other folks who are oppressing people. All of this, we could just figure this out, guys, if we learn to treat others the way that we would want ourselves to be treated. Okay, so here's actually a good Bible study technique, right? If, if, you, if you enjoy studying your Bible, or maybe if you're new to it, and you think, all right, I want to get the most out of this, a good Bible study technique is this. All right, ask yourself or ask your group that you're studying with why Jesus, Paul, Moses, one of the prophets, ask them why they said what they said. And don't give yourself the answer, well, because the Bible says so. Okay, do a little bit more. That's a good place to start, but do a little bit more. Because the Bible says so is true, but I think you can make a more compelling case for the truth of Scripture by being able to explain why something in Scripture is true. So, let's do that now. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. This is sometimes called the golden rule, right? Heard that before. Why is that true? Let's assume for the sake of argument that Jesus is telling us the truth, right? Okay? Why is this true? Why is this a good idea? Because of forgiveness. Forgiveness? How so? Because if you want people to forgive you for your transgressions, you need to forgive them. Kind of, uh, you, 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 you can help settle things, not in a negative way, but you can both kind of let things go. That's fair, yeah? Anybody else? Why is this, why is this true? Why is this good? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely demonstrating how God, really kind of how God has just created the reality. If we live this way towards others, a lot of times that can happen. When you think about this, sometimes you can break negative cycles by responding rather than reacting. Okay? Sometimes you can break negative cycles by responding to somebody rather than just reacting. So here's an example. Um, it's, follow me here. I'll make it applicable in just a second. My brother, my oldest brother, is a deacon at the church where I grew up. And um, he is a high school teacher and also a high school uh, volleyball coach. And something that he regularly tells his players is, 
you all need to learn to set the pace of the game, and he uses this analogy. Don't be a thermometer, be a thermostat. Okay? Thermometer just kind of tells you what the temperature is. The thermometer totally reacts, right? If it's hot, the thermometer rises. If it's cold, the thermometer drops. It's totally reactive. Thermostat, on the other hand, yeah. Thermostat has some power to make some change. If it's too cold, turn it up. This, uh, this analogy here, I think, is great for us, too, as Christians. We need to learn how to react calmly. We need to learn how to be able to, um, to not, when, when somebody comes in, guns are blazing, you know, and they're upset about whatever, usually it doesn't make things better if you charge right back, okay? Usually, often. Think about especially, right, in a marriage relationship or a dating relationship or parent and spouse or you and your friends, right? Think about it, not just some random stranger, but think about it in a relationship setting. Usually... That, uh, that ends up not working out the best way to, re to react however, uh, however they blew up. So our next love language that we are quickly running out of time about is acts of service. Acts of service. So last uh, couple of weeks we've had words of affirmation. We've had quality time. We talked about gifts last week. These are all ways that you share love with somebody. This week... Talking about acts of service, let me ask this. When you think about acts of service, something that you do for another person, how, as we've been talking about this, how could that qualify as some kind of expression for love? How, how could doing something for someone be love for them? Melanie, yes. yes. You seem eager. Yes. Okay, I'm ready. Anybody have any maybe similar experiences or similar conversations with anybody? Acts of service. How does doing something for somebody? Yeah, Sean. Working in the IT field. Okay. Uh, so this is kind of like a customer relations type deal. Yeah. Because when you go to work, still a relate. You still have a relationship with the person. Right. And so, yeah. And so you come into the office where their computer is at. They're having problems. Uh, you represent all that is evil about computers <laughs> when you walk in. You yeah. are the evil computer. Person. Well, especially if you walk in with your cape and your monocle and stuff like that, too. Yeah, exactly. So you walk in, and, and, and it's just, they're, they're just, their frustration comes out. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you have to learn that it's really not at you. They're frustrated with the computer. And us IT people are even more so. If you think you hate Microsoft, no, no, talk to Microsoft. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, we get that, okay, we're sympathetic, you know, you, you do that. And, and I found it turned around when 
I didn't just take care of that immediate problem, mm -hmm. but whatever it was that they were getting frustrated, I would sit there and go, okay, you know, this is, you need, oh, your desktop is all clear. This is how you do a quick, easy way to, to, yeah. to take care of this for right now. It'll solve a lot of problems. Yeah. And I, and I walk them through it, and then I say, hey, look, you know, and they were talking about make sure to find a folder. I said, I can create a folder on the server and, and set that up for you. Cool. And so, way more than just that immediate yeah. problem, but trying to, to lighten their load a little bit. And a little bit of coaching kind of helps walk them and through all this. Changes immediately. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed after that, you know, then when it's when you come in to work, they're like, oh, you know, hey, he's here. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's not scary anymore. And, and I try to get that with the new tech. So I explain yeah. that to them. Don't, you, you, you can't take it personal. They're, right. They're just frustrated. Yeah. And you just happen to walk in and for momentarily you, you represent all mm -hmm. that is bad. So acts of service, as we've kind of been describing all this, what do you think about this definition? Doing things you know your loved one would appreciate if you do. Let me read that again. Doing things you know your loved one, so spouse, parent, child, friend, whatever, doing things you know your loved one would appreciate if you do. Show of hands, how do we feel? Agree? You think that's, that's fair? Okay, most of us, at least head nods, show of hands? Okay, that's good. All right, let me ask this. Can you do something for someone with wrong motives? Yes or no? Okay, a lot of head nods, yeah, okay. Uh, what's an example? Can you do something for someone and uh, maybe have kind of wrong motives about it? Why, why would you? Well, <clears throat> yeah, that's... Uh, we, um, Jesus, we might need to have a little chat after class. <laughs> no, with, with the wrong motives. <laughs> okay, I'll show her. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Melanie, what were you saying? Doing something just so I feel better about doing it, not because I'm doing it for the other Not necessarily to show. Yeah, yeah. Or how about this? To stop, to stop someone from nagging you. Okay, wow, okay. De de did you say definitely? <laughs> Oh, to, oh, sorry, to prove a point. I thought you said definitely. I thought we were talking about pineapple on pizza again. <laughs> okay. To prove a point, yeah. Yeah, or to hold, yeah, it's so like to hold over someone what you did for them. Basically, to indebt that other person, right? Or Why? have a bad boss move so that they know you're <laughs> Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. To, uh, to expedite getting out of a bad situation. David. Sort of a quid pro quo, so right? Kind of like, oh well, you know, I do something for them, then maybe whenever, and then they say no, and you're like, oh, yeah, I did this for you. You owe me. Did you really? Yeah, you owe me. You did it yeah. for you. Yeah, calling in favors. Yes, hold to. Yeah, that that's like a that's kind of like this idea of indebting someone to you. It's like, hey, you know, that's not how this relationship works, right? That's not rooted in love. That's not rooted in love. At this point, okay, if you do a good thing for someone with wrong or questionable motives, is, if you do a good thing for someone with wrong or maybe questionable motives, is that still a good thing? Is that still a good thing? I think a couple of people will shake their heads no. What do you, what do you think? 
Can be. Your intentions. Sure, okay. Josh, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. to like be the one who's done more. Yeah. Keep going back and forth. Yeah. So in that scenario, like wrong motive. That's fair. Divorce with parents where they're trying to outdo each other with the kids. Yeah. Is that a bad thing done or is it just wrong motive? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. I think there could be expectations like I did this for you now, but you're supposed to do something for me. Yeah. Yeah, you start to start getting into some gray areas there about how you're trying to influence someone else's behavior by what you do for them. There's a special word for that. It starts with an M. There we go. Manipulation. What did you say? Mystery? <laughs> oh, mystery. Uh, misdirection. No. All right, let me ask this question. We, uh, I've got, eh, I've got like... Nine more bullet points. We're not going to get to all that, but I do want to ask this question, okay? Why is manipulation so hurtful? Why is manipulation so hurtful? What do you think? You convince them to do something for your gain without them actually knowing that they're doing it for your gain. At, at some level, you're deceiving them, right? At some level, you're deceiving them. It's not out of love. Yeah, that's one of the things. Josh, go ahead. Yeah, I would say it's almost the opposite. Yeah. Because if you don't care about them, as opposed to, like, do love you, like, do care Interesting, I like that. Yeah. You flip it on their other side. Yes, ma'am. That's true. Yeah, your relationship with the other person is in question. Presumably a loved one. Yeah, Henry, go ahead. Right. Yeah. The the deception. Yeah. Manipulation is is a form of deception, right? Because it, you present it like, no, I, I love you. That's why that's why I'm doing this. And there's always this sort of undercurrent, right? You know, this undercurrent. Being at the beach, I think that's a good analogy. There's always this under undertow of kind of maybe something else, something else under there. Yeah. 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 So it's like, I mean, there's, you know, sometimes people are manipulative. They don't, <coughs> don't know. even understand that they're being manipulative because yeah. they're trying to get you to do something they think is right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, a lot of different ways to Thank you, Richard. Yeah, David, I think you're right. This um, we'll wrap up here with uh, with a couple of concluding uh, thoughts here. Can y'all can y'all give me like three minutes? Is that fair? Three minutes. I really appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> one of the th one of the main problems, like if you really get down to the root of what manipulation is, it's about power and control, right? I can I can influence you to do something that I want you to do, whether or not. I think it's a good thing or a bad thing. It shades away from, I'm doing this for you to express my love for you, and that's acts of service. Acts of service is rooted in love. I'm doing this because I love you. I'm doing this because, 
yeah, I know you don't love putting gas in your car. Well, I can do it. Give me 15 minutes, run down the street, go grab some gas and come back. Rather than, hey, I put gas in your car, what, uh, what are you going to do? Can we get out, go out to eat or something like that? I don't know. I was trying to think of something that would be safe for work. The problem is that when you manipulate, you, it can also lead to objectifying the other person. It can lead to dehumanizing them. They're no longer a person to be loved and cherished, right? They're something to control. And without, I, I don't even have to go into any detail about this, but ab abusers are master manipulators. Abusers are master manipulators. Yes, sir. Um, man, isn't that the worst? Yeah, somebody walks in with donuts or flowers, and you think, oh, rats. Yeah. All right, so here's, uh, since we're going to have to kind of shrink all this down, right? Think, so here's a couple of things to think about. Um, in your own life, Think about some ways, what are some ways that you can serve others to demonstrate your love for them? Remember spouse, parent, child, loved one? What are some small things? Think small, think practical. What are some things you can do to serve others to demonstrate love for them? Taking out the trash? Yeah, yeah. Definitely, yeah, and that's that's a really kind of thing. So, like, you're not even necessarily for somebody that you are you're gonna you're gonna see on a regular basis pulling their trash cans in. Yeah, that's fair. I know in the five love languages for children, the big thing was a lot of the times the kids can do things for themselves, but they want to see you do it for them. So, like with Pete, he knows how to buckle himself into his car seat, but he asks us to do it because he wants us to come. He wants us to say. Yes, I'm willing to come do this with you. Like it could be something that they know how to do on their own. They just want you to yeah. do it with them. And with Pete, I can always tell what kind of mood he's in, depending on whether or not he asks us to buckle him in. If he asks us to buckle him into his seat, I know that he is wanting us to be with him. He's feeling kind of left out. Yeah, something like that. Fascinating. Yeah. All right. Uh, ask, ask yourself this question. Okay. We'll get. Uh, we'll wrap up here in just a second. What, just think about this. This is a question for reflection since we don't have time to discuss. What is something you don't enjoy doing around your house or apartment? Okay. What's something you don't enjoy doing? Some of you are ready to pull out your laundry list of things. Okay, okay here we go. All right. I don't enjoy folding clothes, for example, because I've been told I fold them wrongly. <laughs> <laughs> But here's what I can do, right? I can make sure. See, like that's that's manipulation that would kind of lead into. No, but here's what I can do. I can make sure that at least the wash and dry drying gets done, right? So like I can keep track of that kind of stuff. You know, check the boys' hampers, okay? And you know, this uh, this last week, Linnea washed a lot of stuff that we'd had kind of packed in boxes. It was in the uh, it was in the baskets. I don't know how she's going to want all her like shirts and stuff folded, so I just laid them out and placed them according to size. You know, you know, here's here's this size, here's this size, here's long sleeve, you know, here's short sleeve, and just set them there like that, knowing like showing her right that hey, I love you. I I, I did just this little bit to show you that I love you, <laughs> and so try to help out. I'm gonna let you take it the rest of the way, but 
I'll wrap up with this, okay? Um, I had a buddy who is who was getting married back in 2016, right? He was um, he was late 20s, getting married, excited about getting married, and he asked me, he's like, Kevin, you've been married for a few years. Do you have any advice on a successful marriage? And um, I said, here's something that I've learned. Think about whatever like chore or whatever it is in your house or your apartment that you don't enjoy doing, whether it's dishes, taking the trash, picking up, vacuuming, just think about something like that, okay? It's possible, okay, it's maybe even likely that, uh, that your new wife is also not going to enjoy doing that thing. So instead of just waiting around hoping as the trash piles up, you've seen it, right? The trash is in the trash can. It gradually starts to lean up against the wall. Okay. You've seen that before that maybe that's happened to you. All right. Instead of just hoping, well, maybe she'll take care of it. Because chances are she's probably thinking, well, maybe he'll take care of it. Just go ahead and do it. Just bite the bullet. Take the two minutes. Literally. Take the two minutes to just do the thing that you don't want to do. Because chances are there are things that she does that she doesn't want to do. And uh, they're still married to this day. So I need to send them a, a you're welcome card. No kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to recap, I hate that we had to kind of shorten class, but here's the last point. Doing things for your loved one, you know they will appreciate in order to express your love for them. That is acts of service. And that's the last one that we're talking about today. Next week we'll do physical touch. But again, acts of service. Doing things for your loved one you know they will appreciate in order to express your love for them, not to try to get them to do whatever it is you want them to do. Guys, really appreciate y'all hanging in uh, for a few extra minutes. You got some bonus material today. Appreciate that. Y'all uh, have a good rest of the afternoon.